Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the sports leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. All right, you're back in the sports bar. It's Danger and Battaglia talks to the Buffalo Bills with ESPN NFL Nation Bills reporter Elena Getzenberg, who I guess is covering softball games now, Elena. Tell us a little bit about the, the team bonding that occurred at Micah Hyde's charity softball game. Welcome back into the sports bar. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. And I, I like the idea that maybe it wasn't Bills related and I'm just like on a softball beat now for some reason. But <laughs> no, um, Micah Hyde had his, he has it every, he's had it for a couple of years now, his charity softball game. Um, and it was really cool. They had, it was sold out 16,000 fans and there were, um, even though there was a rain delay, which I hadn't really anticipated for this softball game, but you know, that's typical. Um, they had some really great player attendance and, you know, it was cool to see the guys out there doing their thing, getting competitive. So yeah, it was a good time. That's the benefit of living in Rochester. One of them, Elena, is that I looked at my phone and I'm like, oh gosh, during a rain delay, that's coming our way. I better finish up my yard work here. And then sure enough, uh, we got in Rochester like an hour later. Um, as far as like Josh Allen, um, Lane, is it fair to say like right now he's just enjoying his time off here between well, Saturday and Sunday and the weekend he had? Oh yeah, he made a lovely appearance at the Kentucky Derby. He has some great fashion looks. So he's having, I mean, this is it's that time of year, right? It's like the time of year where you can travel and like, do fun things where you can be at the Kentucky Derby one day and then participating in your teammates' charity event the next. So it's a full time of year. It's nice to see the guys like take advantage of it. Um, I take advantage, you know, of the slower time. It's nice to, for them to be able to do that. So yes, Josh is also taking full advantage, but they're in town for these off season workouts and that sort of thing. So there was, there was a really good turnout, I would say at player wise for the event. Yeah. Elena, tell us a little bit about, you know, the time that Josh gave, gave the media during the um, voluntary workouts before the draft. Cause it's, it sure sounded like just based on his demeanor and his tone that, that Josh Allen this off season may be a little bit more dialed in to football than he has been in years past. Hmm, maybe I see what you're saying. I think he's definitely, He's approaching it differently. What I what I took away from that, and I think is really interesting, is that he's more aware maybe of his age than he's been, you know, maybe in prior years, which is, you know, that's interesting to say for someone in their mid-20s. But I do think there, 
you know, a main takeaway for me from that was that he was very much so aware that there will come a time when his body, you know, won't respond to hits, to injuries and et cetera, et cetera, the same way it did when he was 23. Um, and that realization that, like, he will have to change his style of play, um, that was my, my big takeaway from him because, you know, he said before, I have to avoid hits, I need to slide, and he's always aware of that. But this was more of a tone of, like, oh, no, I, I know why. Like, I, I feel it in my body, like, the difference um, as I get older. So I think that's really interesting and certainly an approach that <laughs> the Bills – you know, they want to keep him healthy. He needs to stay healthy healthy for this team to succeed. So that's certainly something that they're going into this season thinking about. Um, but also for Josh, yeah, I think he's always taken football very seriously. I think he's always been pretty plugged in, but he, he, seems, he seems ready to go for sure. Elena Getzenberg, ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the Buffalo Bills, our guest. It was this time last year, Elena, that the Buffalo Bills were the betting favorites uh, for the Super Bowl. And boy, 13-3? and three? All right, you, you did what you had to do in the regular season. Here's my question. They're no longer the betting favorites. In fact, um, there are people that are saying the Jets or the Dolphins in, in this division. How is this team, I don't want to call them an underdog, but Elena, uh, how are they You know, kind of adjusting to this new world where they're not the clear cut favorites not only in the AFC but maybe even in their own division I feel like it's not as big of a it's a big deal because I think there's two parts to it I think it's a big deal because the division has gotten better um that there's no doubt about that you bring Aaron Rodgers to the Jets and defense that gave the Bills trouble last year that's no matter where Aaron Rodgers is in his career he's not the Aaron Rodgers he was three years ago whatever he's still Aaron Rodgers and I, I think that's a big threat the Dolphins have gotten better, and the Patriots will always be there. That's a problem. Um, the Bills are still a good football team, but when your division gets more competitive, that's not great news. But the other thing I think that is part of this is the Bills, this is like every Bills fan knows this, they're used to being underdogs. They're used to kind of being like <laughs> doubted, and like last year was weird, right, that they were the favorites, and like everyone picked them as having the best roster. Like I think we talked last year, and it was like, what do they do with that? <laughs> you know, like what do they do with being considered so good? So for me, I feel like this won't be that big of a deal. This is still a very good football team, and yes, the competition in the AFC is strong and good, but this is still – a really good football team that is absolutely not uncomfortable with being considered not the favorites. Like I, I just think it's, it's important because they're going to have a tough season ahead, but they're still a good football team who's been in a position before where there's good teams around them. Elena, this is our first chance to talk to you since the bills drafted Dalton Kincaid with uh, the number one overall or with the number one pick in the first round there, the tight end out of Utah. What's your take on that move? Did that surprise you? And what was your overall take on the bills draft night? I did not like it at first. Um, when they first made the move, I a, a pass catcher was certainly, I, I thought it was going to be a receiver of some type that made sense to me. That seemed like where they wanted to go. But at first when it was a tight end, I considered tight end a need. I thought they should address it um, relatively early, but I was not expecting maybe that early. That was a bit of a surprise. And I thought they might trade back there and they certainly considered it. But as like time has gone and like, <laughs> Hearing their explanation for it, I think, has been really helpful in kind of understanding how they see Dalton Kincaid. I think it was a really good move. Um, I'm not afraid to say, though, when I first saw it, I was like, really? Like, does that make sense? But I think it does make sense because they need help in the middle of the field. They, Josh Allen needs someone reliable with size in the middle of the field. And there's a lot they want to do with Dalton Kincaid. 
and he's going to make this offense better, um, they have to use him, I think is the big part of it. There's a lot of talk about how they can, but it's going to be actually like, you know, if there was talk with how they could use Naheem Hines <laughs> after they traded for him, and we all know how many touches he got it. Right. It was not many. So they need to use him and use him how they say they're going to. But if he can do what they hope he can in the middle of the field and be a really big slot receiver and open up, you know, more formations, have him and Dawson on the field at the same time, there's a lot of potential there that can make this offense better. Yeah, you were leading me to like my next question here, uh, Elena Getzenberg, uh, ESPN NFL Nation reporter. Where it, the, is there pressure now on Ken Dorsey this season? Because, like you mentioned, Elena, that there have been these assets that have been brought in and I, you haven't been put to use. And I'm like, yeah, Dalton Kincaid in theory makes sense, but can we actually see it kind of you know executed here? Your your thoughts on Dorsey as a uh, He's entering year number two. Wow, we really set that up very well. <laughs> that was perfect. Um, yeah, I think there is pressure. Um, I it wasn't. It was his first year as offensive coordinator, and I think that provides a bit of comfort. I don't know. Maybe that's not the right word. It provides something to fall back on. He's learning. It's his first year. There's you know stuff you're going to go through in your first year of any job. We all can acknowledge that. Um, but yeah, I think there's less. There's less for them to fall back on. He needs to have a better year. Uh, there were times when Sean McDermott was pretty upfront that the play calling wasn't perfect. Um, so I do think Ken Dorsey needs to have a big season. They need they have a lot of weapons that can do a lot of different things. That's cool, like we talked about. But if you don't use them, it doesn't really matter. Um, so I think the, him being more creative this year will be really important. But I don't know if it's like it's not like his job's on the jeopardy, you know, in jeopardy as we're talking right now or anything like that. I just think it's important that if they're going to be successful, they need to be creative with the weapons that they have. And they fell short of that sometimes last year. So taking advantage of who's on this roster and using them the best way they can will be really important. Yeah, Elena, I think there's an equal amount of pressure. And again, I don't think Sean McDermott's in danger of losing his job, but when you're adding the the role and the responsibility of defensive play caller with Leslie Frazier stepping down, uh, and then you factor in the fact that you don't have your quarterback really solidified on the defensive side of the ball. You're running it back with your secondary. Your your defensive line is is pretty much the same as what you had last year. And then and then you 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 lose Edmonds. You draft Williams. Bernard is still in the full dots. And how do you think this all plays out at, at inside linebacker for for the Buffalo Bills and and their quest to replace Tremaine Edmonds? great question that I don't have the answer to right now, which I think I view as concerning as someone who covers this team. I think it's a problem that they don't have a guy there. They are putting out a front that they are less concerned about that. Um, Tyrell Dodson has experience and they're kind of been pointing to that um, a little bit as someone who could be the leader in the clubhouse at the moment before we get into any serious football practice here. But it's it's a problem. It's, you know, they want to maybe do different things with that position than when, what Edmonds offered them. But I think it's I think they should have addressed it a little bit more in the draft. I just don't know if there's that guy on this roster. And they could, you know, someone could have a great camp in, you know, in Rochester and really show that someone deserves that job that maybe it is a Terrell Bernard, maybe Tyrell Dodson surprise. You know, like something can happen. But it is right now, I think, the weakness – of this defense that they don't have that spot figured out. Otherwise, like it's a good group around them, but that's a key, key position. Like you said, 
that they do not have nailed down, and I think it's it's, it's definitely the weakness of the season. What could help out? Maybe the defensive line? Your thoughts on uh, Puna Ford coming in, and, and could we actually see uh, Ford and Daquan Jones actually kind of paired together in the middle there, uh, perhaps in some formations? Your thoughts on that A move that some are calling uh, under the radar for the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I thought it was a great signing. I thought it made a ton of sense. They don't really have – He's a big guy who can do some really, you know, he's really good up front. The only reason, I mean, he had a down year last year, but the Seahawks changed their defense and it didn't really suit him. But he makes a ton of sense in the middle of that line. They needed someone else in that room. And then when I think it comes to rotating, I'm really curious to see what this Sean McDermott, like, if it's different than what Leslie Frazier did in terms of, they rotate rotate that defensive line a lot. So will they do that the same this year? What will that look like? Like, I'm excited to see, like, what this defense looks like under Sean McDermott. It might not look that different. That's interesting to me. Like, whatever happens here, I think will be really, really cool to watch. And a note on that, Sean McDermott's, like, pumped <laughs> to be calling to the, the defensive plays again. And I just think that's going to be, like, there's a lot going on with this Bills team. But that element of it that Sean McDermott is taking over that job and how the defense looks, I think it's going to be very, very interesting to watch. And, like, the addition of Puna Ford, what they do with some of the changes they've made to the defense, I think is going to be very, very interesting to see. Elena, while we're talking to you, we got the official press release from the NFL. If there was any doubt before we uh, began our conversation, let it be put to rest that they will release the schedule Thursday, May 11th. Uh, We will get international games announced on NFL Network and ESPN coming up on Wednesday, the 10th, as well as the Black Friday game on uh, the 10th via Amazon. Uh, Elena, what's your take on the Bills in terms of the schedule? I mean, we've seen them. They've become Come primetime Bills. Uh, would you like to have Thanksgiving in Buffalo for once? I would like to have as few primetime games as possible, but I don't get what I wish for there. So I can want a lot of things. Um, I do not like the late, late nights, but we are going to have plenty of those with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, uh, certainly providing more opportunities. So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting you know, will be that Black Friday game seems like it could be in play. It would be very nice to not cover a game on Thanksgiving again. So it's been a lot of years in a row. I don't, I hope they don't do it again. Um, but certainly a lot of primetime games expected. It'll be cool to finally get that London game locked in there. Yeah. Um, but there will be, I'm not, you know, the Bills are going to get their primetime opportunities and we're going to all cross our fingers, I think, that it's not Thanksgiving yet again. Yeah, I mean, well, or you you have Christmas Eve then too, Elena. Pick your poison. There's, listen, there, there will be, I'm sure there will be a Bills game on a holiday. It's inevitable. Maybe it will be Thanksgiving again. Maybe they're just like, you know what, the Bills work on Thanksgiving. The person who will be thrilled is Ed Oliver, who <laughs> loves playing on Thanksgiving. So at least someone will be happy. Elena, did you get stuck in Chicago last year? Oh, I did. (laughs) Merry Christmas. I would just like if I could put if the schedule makers are still tweaking and working on it, I would like to put in a request for as many games in Buffalo in that winter period so I don't have to deal with travel. That would be my request or to only warm places. So I will put that out there. It won't come true, but. Well, the good with the bad, you also get a trip to London out of uh, this upcoming season, Lena. That's not going to be too bad. 
No, it will not. And there's there's fun cities on this schedule, and there's certainly it's a tough schedule. I mean, the opponents the Bills have this year is kind of kind of crazy. It is not an easy easy slate, especially with the NFC East. You know, that's always a weird division to play. So it's going to be an interesting one. Glad to hear that the <laughs> that I just like when the schedule's finally out. It, it's become such an event but it's good to just have it and to know what it's going to look like. Now, Elena, don't think that we haven't forgotten here, because if I go back to camp last year, it was like we were going to have like a little media outing and sample <laughs> the fine cuisine of Rochester, and Elena's like, nope, I got an assignment last second, so Elena pulls the ripcord. Talbot was all in. He's like, yum, yum, yum. Matt Perino wanted nothing to do with the garbage plate. So I'm going to take a different approach with you this year, Elena. I mean, the invite is there, but I, we, we don't want to be imposing because we recognize there are people like Perino that want no part of this. No, we're going to... I'm so thrilled that you remembered <laughs> and that you're bringing it back up on air. We will... We will we, <laughs> not, not Gene no. putting, it, you know, putting you on the spot. He never does never that. Never do that, yeah. And we will have to do it. We will do it this year. I'm so excited. I'm, I really do mean this. I'm so excited for camp again now that I know what to expect and like I want to take full advantage of my Rochester experience now that I'll be more comfortable. So I'm down. I need to try. I've tried the garbage plate once, so I need to try it again because I'm still. You really sorry. don't, though. You really I don't. Do. I kind of liked it. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. So I, I want to. I'm trying to figure out if I definitely like it. Any food take that Perino has, I usually have the opposite one. Okay. So, yeah, well, Perino yeah. treats his body like a temple. And, you know, you remember meeting Gene and I in person. We're not really that way. We will we will consume whatever you put in front of us. So, Elena, we'll, we'll call it a date. We'll, we'll look forward to seeing you here coming up at the end of July. And, and really appreciate you giving us some time. Let's do it again soon, all right? Definitely. Thanks for having me on, guys. You got it. Thanks, Elena, Elena Getzenberg covering the Bills for ESPN. Love having Elena on. Looking forward to camp. She's She liked the garbage plate. Was she drunk? That that was a question I should have asked. I think that was a political answer. Just like, I liked it, but I got to uh, have another one just to uh, determine if I really like it. Polite. Yeah, just being she's polite. Being polite. She, she tweeted about Pittsburgh Dairy Farm. Now, that's the easy one. Like, it's an easy pull. Full disclosure? Never been there. No, I, I went for the first time. Oh. Last week. And? It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's really good. Now, like this year, I've got a plan because somehow, like we we were able to get Peter King on our score uh, on our show. We scored him. I'm thinking we get him a gift certificate. Like, just say, "Okay, Peter, want to come on the show?" Yeah. And I dangle that in front of him. Go like, get your mm, milkshake. Mm. Yeah, he he loves he loves him some Pittsburgh Dairy. Mention it when we talk to him, unprovoked. Oh, I got to get a milkshake from Pittsburgh Dairy. <laughs> okay, pretty good, Peter King. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got to get to uh, more news and notes from around the NFL here. The schedule now, we, we do have this, so let's expand on it a little bit more. This press release that just uh, was released by the NFL confirming uh, that there will be a schedule release on Thursday. We kind of thought this, but what are you hearing, Gene? Well, no, it's just not Thursday. We're going to learn other things on Wednesday in advance, too. So they're going to give yes. us the... The teasers, they're even telling you when the teasers are yep. coming here. We'll so. get to all of this dissected when you get your hands on the NFL schedule and, and what games you'll learn about when. That's on the way next here on the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.